This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. 8.35 a.m. You are listening to The Morning Run. I'm Shazana Mokdar with Philip C. and Chong Jen Sun. It is Friday the 3rd of February. In half an hour, we have the opening bell, as always, where we check out how Bursa Malaysia begins the trading day. But before that, we're parsing through findings of a recent survey on household debt. Local university UCSI released rather alarming research recently, which found that 73% of close to 1,100 Malaysians aged between 18 and 40 are in debt. Now, the key driving factors for taking on more leverage were financial constraints. That's about 42%. uh, 22% cited inflation, while 21% cited a luxurious lifestyle. This would imply that three quarters of Malaysian youth do not have sufficient capital for financial commitments. However, the research centre also revealed that 70% Three percent of youth are aware of the consequences of defaulting on their loans, indicating they did not apply for loans blindly and have some form of financial literacy. Part of the reason for the high debt levels is also the impact of COVID-19, where 58% of Malaysian youths revealed that their finances have been hurt. Nonetheless, one cannot deny that youth and Malaysians generally are living beyond their means, as evidenced by our elevated household debt levels at 85% of GDP, one of the highest in the region. So what are the takeaways that we should um, keep in mind from this survey? For some insights, we speak to Associate Professor Dr. Hassanuddin Muhammad Dastakir, Head of Research and Postgraduate Studies at UCSI University. Dr. Hassan, good morning. Thanks very much for joining us. Now, as we mentioned, the UCSI survey found that 73% of respondents um, are in debt. Do you think we can make the generalization that Malaysians are living beyond their means? And what does this mean for the level of household debt in the country? Yeah, thank you very much. Assalamu alaikum and good morning. First of all, uh, thank you very much for the BFM for inviting me for this interview. Okay, the the findings look general, but I believe the finding could be alarming when it comes to debt position among youngsters in Malaysia. So let us look at the overall household debt statistics in Malaysia. Malaysia recorded 89% of household debt to GDP ratio as of uh, year 2021 which is relatively higher than the developed economies such as US, 80% in quarter 4, 2021, while in UK, 86.4% in quarter 4, 2021. Overall, if you look uh, generally, the household debts in Malaysia are more than the federal government debts you know, as of June 2022. So the high level of household debt can have a negative impact on the economics and make it more financial shocks to the economic system. According to the Bank Negara report status that uh, 84,805 Malaysians were declared bankrupt between 2015 to 2019, and 26% of the cases were aged below 34 years old. Okay, so this statistic could be even more worsening after the COVID-19 period. Mm. Yeah. And Dr. Hassan, the main reasons from the survey given for taking the loans were financial constraints at 42% inflation, 22%, and luxurious lifestyles at 21%. Does this indicate that more people are actually taking out more personal loans where interest rates are generally higher? Yes, that is a trend that's been observed in many countries, including Malaysia. The rules become easy when it's involved borrowing, and people's spending habit increases as well. So more people... Um, turning to personal loans to finance their consumption, leading to higher uh, level of household debt. 
So we need to admit that this uh, loan often comes with a higher interest rate compared to other forms of borrowing, such as mortgages or car loans, which make it more difficult for borrowers to repay the debts and increase their financial commitments, actually. Yeah. And I want to just understand a bit more about the impact of COVID-19 on our financial situation. You know, for many people, we would have expected that because you were stuck at home, you didn't you had less to spend. But it seems to be the reverse, that uh, the youth in particular have been hardest hit as a result of COVID-19. Perhaps can you share why that is the case? Yes, the COVID-19 pandemic has uh, had a significant impact, especially to the Malaysian youth. So we must understand that the COVID-19 is not only a health issue, it become a financial and economic crisis, which lead to many disruptions in the jobs market. The disruptions like a job losses, reduction in income, making it difficult for many people to make payment for the bills. Some youth encounter losing of their jobs in terms of reducing number of working hours, struggling to find new employment, especially during the challenging jobs market. Yeah. So that's how the COVID-19 really impacting the uh, youth in Malaysia. Dr. Hassan, um, the survey showed that about three quarters do not have sufficient capital for financial commitments. If we look mm-hmm. at another recent survey by Ringgit Plus, um, it, they also showed that 70% of its uh, respondents save less than 500 ringgit per month or nothing. So, mm-hmm. I mean, taking these two findings together, what does that say about the level of savings of our youth or Malaysians in general? I mean, is is does it come down to the fact that our wages are simply too low it, to have savings in the first place? Yeah, this is an interesting question. And also, this is a serious and alarming that something's not right here. First of all, we need to understand why they can't save, or even if they save, only a minimal amount. This is where the economics uh, concepts taking place now. So we call this as a need versus wants. Okay, spending more than required will lead to this problem. Another uh, things that I want to highlight there is that uh, the financial knowledge, the financial literacy could be lead to these problems as well. And then the survey done by the ASEAN Institutes of Finance postulate that financial literacy relatively low among youngsters, which results in managing finances poorly. And then if you notice uh, right now, the concept of BNPL, buy now, pay later, become more popular recently which hunting the purchase behavior among youngsters in Malaysia. Another interesting part that I noticed in the market right now, the YOLO concept. YOLO means uh, you live, you only live once. Lifestyle come with uh, warning, suffer later. This is also can be another factor. You know. In addition, uh, the Security Commission also did one survey and they stated that Malaysian youth's income mainly spent for food, household expenses and debt repayment, leaving them nothing much balance left for their saving purpose. However, uh, we have to accept the fact we can't deny the inflation and uh, earnings power could be a major contributor to these problems as well. And Dr. Hassan, the survey also showed among the youth, 30% of the loans were for vehicles. Given the level of public transportation in Malaysia, it's still quite one thing where most working youth would still need a car to travel. Isn't this trend expected? Yes. So, yes, the trend is expected. The efficiency of the public transportation is the main factors for this. For example, some of my friends, they're using public transport. They're working start at 
9 a.m. But they have to exit from home at 6 a.m. to catch up the first bus or train. But if they own their own car, right? So this problem will be solved as they have a flexibility in terms of timing and they know exactly when the traffic will take place easily by access to the ways. Okay. Furthermore, another factor that can lead to why the youngsters, I mean, they want to go for hire, I mean, the car, uh, because that is the first asset. Usually they will invest after they enter into the corporate world, you know. So that is another factor as well. Yeah. From cars to houses, now the predicament many are facing is the rising interest rates, right, which has gone up by about 100 basis points last yeah. year. You know, how does this impact repayment schedules? Yes, yes. Rising interest rate, you know, the changes of OPR and etc. So the rising interest rate can have an impact on homeowners in Malaysia who have taken up a mortgage to purchase their home. So basically, uh, we know that the interest rate increases, the cost of borrowing automatically increases as well. And monthly repayment will, will be higher. Imagine higher cost of uh, interest rate plus the rising uh, cost of living and then the changes in the monthly repayment. All this will really impacting, especially low-income earners as well as middle-income earners. Dr. Hassan, um, we were talking earlier about um, the lack of financial literacy in general mm-hmm. in the country. But um, the survey that you um, uh, shared also found that 73% of youths are aware of the consequences of defaulting on their loans, which is mm-hmm. a little bit of a silver lining. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of financial literacy, how what do you think needs to be done in order to mainstream this so that it, the knowledge becomes more widespread across the population? Yes. So this is a very important question. So how do we educate the youngsters huh, on the financial education as well as literacy? First of all, it has to come from uh, parents. Okay, They have to start to fit the importance of financial management exposure to the children from the beginning. So discipline them and etc. And then another one is uh, education exposure, starting in primary and the secondary schools and continuing through the higher education and then try to feed them uh, about the importance of managing cash flow, financial knowledge, and etc. So this will lead them to manage cash wisely in the future. So more financial literacy dialogues, campaign, need to be aggressively conducted. Now, yes, we do have, but it has to be advanced to the next level, actually. So these are the, some of the I mean, uh, points like that we can consider to improve the financial education literacy. And uh, Dr. Hassan, at EPF said recently that only 3% of contributors can afford retirement and he noted that the COVID-related withdrawals over the past two years have had a massive impact on the savings of the contributors. What steps can the government do to ensure the average Malaysian can retire comfortably? Yes. So for this, uh, how can we, uh, how the government can ensure the average Malaysians can retire comfortably? Yes, we, we need a holistic approach to addressing the needs of the elderly and ensuring that average Malaysians can be retire comfortably in the future. So I would like to suggest the following. Okay, number one, probably can give more retirement savings. The government can promote and incentivize retirement savings like tax flexibility to the contribution uh, for the contributions. And then another uh, suggestion would be state pension fund. Another uh, replication of the EPF, parallel to the EPF, but only a small contribution to the uh, from the employee, okay, for the saving purpose for the retirement time. 
and more retirements in need to be uh, introduced or need to be considered from time to time, especially for the B40 and M40 groups. And then uh, promoting financial literacy knowledge, therefore they may have more idea on utilization of the fund. And then uh, the interesting point that I would like to highlight here is encourage more elderly supporting programs. Okay, therefore during retirement uh, age or when they approach the retirement time, they have a better access to the, especially the healthcare, housing and the basic necessities. Yeah. Dr. Hassan, thanks very much for speaking with us. That was Associate Professor Dr. Hassanuddin Muhammad Tastakir, Head of Research and Postgraduate Studies at UCSI University, commenting on the findings of the survey that was put out recently on uh, youth debt. I think with youth, you know, you may want to have a YOLO lifestyle today, but we just need to make sure we don't FOMO your future. <laughs> indeed, indeed. And if you are interested in more personal finance tips and knowledge, you should turn in to Ringa Incense every Thursday on the, the BFM Morning run. It is 8.48 in the morning. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we'll be discussing India's federal budget and implications of the Adani Group market route on the Indian economy. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.